This morning as we uh, look at the Word of God together, we are, of course, and it's already been read a couple of times and so familiar with the Christmas story, as we call it. But this morning I, I want to share with you something that I have thought for many, many years and something I've shared before at this time of year. So I don't know how to prepare you for this, actually. <laughs> but what I say this morning, what I say this morning very clearly, I want to let you know something about it. You know, and that is, if you take what I have to say this morning personally, I've done my job. So I will say, I won't say don't take this personally. I'll say, hey, you know what? I'm speaking to you personally today, one-on-one. It's just you and me having a conversation, and it applies to you. And it also applies to me. We are bombarded with what the world calls Christmas, are we not? It starts the day after Halloween, right? Now, I'm old. We, I never saw any Christmas stuff in the stores till after Thanksgiving, right? Get the Thanksgiving decorations, which how many Thanksgiving decorations do you see in the store? Zip. So we step from, from that right into what the world calls Christmas. And here we are counting down to those days to the 25th of December. So when you go to the store... I don't know what store you want to go to, but whatever store you go to, and whether it's uh, just a local store or if it's a, it's a big store, the big box store as they call them, or whatever, here's what happens, and I've noticed, and, it, and it, I wouldn't say it aggravates me. Yes, I would. It disgusts me. It just, I just want to stand in the middle of the store and scream sometimes. Do you ever get that feeling? Do you know what you're talking about. So here it is. <clears throat> My pet peeve. And I got to just take a breath. You go into the store. And before you get to the store, into the store, outside of the store, there's a display of green trees with, right? Fake or not fake. But the, and what does the sign say? Christmas trees, right? Okay, great. Christmas trees. You walk into the store. And inside the store, it says Christmas lights over here. It says Christmas decor over here. It's, here's the Christmas candy, Christmas ornaments, Christmas cards, and where Nate got his sweater, Christmas ugly sweaters. <laughs> I warned him I was going to do that. But no, Nate, please stand up for us. You already saw it. That's a great sweater for Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. There's one problem with the sweater, but I we won't go into that now. But anyway... What I want to tell you is, there we go. And then the aisle that says Christmas cards. Really? Okay. So then, after I see all of that, I go up to the counter to pay for my Christmas purchases. And what does the person behind the counter say? Thank you, sir. Happy holidays. <laughs> you what I say? Um, excuse me. Happy holidays. Which one did you mean? Fourth of July, Memorial Day, Labor Day, Groundhog Day? 
Martin Luther King Day. What, 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 what holiday are you talking about? Season's greetings. Well, what season? It's not officially winter yet. It's not, right? So is that, that must be false. So you must still be wishing me a happy Thanksgiving. Do you know what you're talking about? Happy holidays. Really? The other thing that we need to know is, and that is as far as I know, and Steve, you can help me out with this. As far as we know, we have never seen the birth certificate of Jesus, correct? I did once. Did you once? <laughs> I figured he's got to be a lot older than me if he saw that. So maybe he did. Him and Abraham got together and said, hey, we're going to look at this birth certificate. Do you really believe that December 25th is actually the day Jesus was born? No. A lot of different ideas out there, and I've, I've read a lot of stuff about when it could have been or couldn't have been, blah, 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 blah. Somewhere way back when somebody decided December 25th we're going to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Good idea. Right? We need to recognize the greatest gift that the world has ever received. But it's probably not his birthday. So I cringe at happy holidays and season greetings always have. Remember the signs that used to say Merry Xmas? Remember that? Do you know the story behind that? Do you? I used to really get upset about that until I realized that X represents the Greek letter letters he that start that's the that's Jesus' first name in Greek is starts with that letter. So actually that isn't quite so bad. It's a little bit abbreviated, but that's not as bad as the rest of it. It's Christmas, Christ Mass. It's the coming of Jesus Christ. His first coming. Guess what? There's gonna be a second one. Amen? You see, we celebrate that Jesus came once, but we have to remember that his second advent is going to be glorious also for his church. That's an amen point too, by the way, just to let you know. I'll point you, I guess, when you need to say that. There's, as a church, as Christians, how could we get more excited and thankful when we think about Jesus coming to man as man, to live as man, to die as a man, to live and then to die and then rise again and live forever and then come back for us? Wow! And it's not, it's not just a story, it's a promise. It's not just a story, it's truth, it's real, it happened, it's happening now, and it will happen again. It's Christmas. The season is Christmas, Christmas. The holiday is a holy day. Without, and this, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I like the choir, so. Without Jesus Christ, there is no Christmas. Without Christ, it's just a mess. What have you and I made Christmas into? Oh, yes, it's a family time. It's a gift-giving time. It's cookies and candy and candles and chaos. 
If you are celebrating just a holiday, you're missing out on the true blessing of Christmas. And that's Jesus Christ. The other thing I hear, and the kids are gone, so I'll say this while getting into too much trouble. What if I get in trouble? It won't be the first time. Not even from up here will it be the first time. Oh, I've been there before. I hear You hear over and over, have you heard this? Maybe you've said this, but if you have, I'll forgive you. But um, Christmas, oh, it's about the children, right? Christmas, it's about the children. No, it's not. Children is not about your children. Do you understand that, what I'm saying? It's not about the kids. It's a great time of year, and we, blah, blah, blah. We, I mean, Christmas traditions, all that. But, but Christmas is not about my children. They may think it is, and they may have thought it was, but I always tried to make it clear, hey, this isn't about you. It's about Christ. Christmas is not Santa-mas or Gift-mas, Decoration-mas. It's not Kid-mas. It's Christmas. Christmas. Christ-mas. Yes, it's a great time of year, but it's all about Christ, so we put him first. Great traditions in your family tradition, whatever it is, it's wonderful, and celebrate it. Please do everything you're going to do, but remember to put Christ first. For me... Personally, when we gathered as a family and Christmas Eve, most of the time in a little apartment upstairs, second floor apartment of my grandma's apartment in Spooner, Wisconsin. If you don't know where that is, Google it. It's a, it's a really, really great place. <laughs> Never, ever in my lifetime for the probably it was about 20 years that I celebrated with that family in those places. Never celebrated a Christmas Eve opening gifts without first starting with what? Luke chapter 2. I remember the first time <clears throat> I got to read that. I, got, I was the one that got to get up on Christmas Eve and read the story of Christmas. How cool is that? You know, it's me. It's not my dad or mom or my dumb brother getting to do it. It was me. I got to do it. All the busyness and all the stress. We say, you know, I have all the stuff to do, all the shopping and cleaning, baking, cookies and the kids and the parties and the presents. Take a breath. Time out. You have all of this stuff to do. You are so busy. You have presents to buy. You have, a, you have stuff to do, places to go. You. Hmm. So can I tell you something? I just said Christmas isn't all about the kids. Can I tell you something? So please take this personally when I say Christmas isn't about you. It isn't. Christmas is not about you. 
All the things that happen around Christmas and all the traditions and all the family stuff, all of that considers it's all good, well and good. But please remember, Christmas is not you. I don't see your name in the holiday. I don't see the central figure of that being you, Mass. I don't see it. Have I ever been guilty of thinking that? Yeah, I think we all have been guilty of that at times. But the world around us will try to form us, conform us into its mold. That's not, is that new to you? Is that some kind of a new, no. The world will try to conform you into what it thinks, something you know is different, but they want you to think differently about a truth that you know to be true. Christmas is not about you. Whew. All this Christmas stuff. A Christmas. Is not about the carols, the kids, the cooking, and the company coming. We get excited about presents and people and eggnog, Christmas lights, Christmas luncheons, you know, all this stuff. It's not about you. Whoops, said it again. It's about the cross. Christmas is about the cross. If we don't celebrate Christmas in the shadow of the cross, we're not celebrating Christmas. Do you understand that? Is there Christmas without the cross? What would there be to celebrate the cradle and the hay without the cross on the hill? What's the point? Without that empty tomb, Christmas is empty. There's nothing to celebrate. Without the empty cross and the empty tomb, Christmas is about the cross. You see, Jesus, he's not a baby anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not a baby anymore. Yes, the story of his birth, the cradle in the hay is incomplete without the cross on the hill. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And we have had that read to us already, so I'm not going to read that again, the familiar story, but it's, there it is. The shepherds were told, this is what happened, go and see. Luke 23, verses 33 to 34. Here's a Christmas story for you. And when they had come to a place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals on on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said... 
Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Merry Christmas. It's about the cross. Aren't you glad? Without the cross, it's like a bunch of empty boxes around the Christmas tree. Just empty. Everything's empty. Is it the truth for you? Could you celebrate Christmas without a tree and without presents and lights and all the glitz and glory and glamour? Could you do that? As a Christian, as a follower of Christ, as a believer, as a Christ follower, we should be celebrating that particular point every day. Because we have received the greatest gift that can ever be received when we receive Christ. Because it's not just a one-time gift that we will, uh, that sweater or that tie, not this one because I wear this a lot, that you'll never wear again or you'll never see again, right? Have you ever got a gift that you smiled and said thank you and put away and, and never looked at again or never wore again? Have you? Yes or no? Everybody that has do that. We all have done that, and that's so meaningless. Marcia loves to tell a story about the lady that she knew that gave her husband a pair of pajamas, brand new in the package, pajamas for Christmas, one year. And so the next year she didn't know what to get him, and so she was looking around. She opened his drawer. Those pajamas were still in the package folded up. So what do you think she did? Three or four years in a row she gave him the same pair. True story. Never even noticed. Duh. Oh, thank you, dear. These are great. That's how meaningless those kind of gifts can be, right? What about the gift that you can open every, every day and receive something brand new and glorious and eternal and life-changing every day of the year? It's not about you. It's about the cross. It's about my sin. It's about how Jesus came to die to die once that we could be born again. It's about the cross. He's not that baby in the manger. They crucified him. You turn to Luke chapter 24. Here's the other part of the Christmas story. On the first day of the week, early in the morning, they came, they came, certain women and other women. They came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared and found the stone rolled away. They went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were glad, greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said, Why do you seek the living Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is... (laughs) He's not here. What are you doing here? He's not here. He is risen just as he said. Merry Christmas. That's the story. It's not the end of the story because this story of Christmas has no end. Aren't you glad? 
It's eternal. The story is eternal glory. We don't celebrate it at a time of year. I'll be celebrating this for eternity because he lived, he died, and he lives again. Period. It's not about me. It's not about you. Christmas. It's incomplete without the cross. It's incomplete without the empty tomb. I love the story in in Luke chapter 2 because we see that the the shepherds in the fields, why shepherds? You ever ask that question? I could preach four Christmas sermons in a row here. I don't want to do that. But but, because... But why shepherds? Why shepherds? Because who was, who was the lowliest of the lowly as far as employment goes? <laughs> it was a shepherd. They were nothings. Nobody noticed shepherds and didn't care. But the news came to the lowly, very low on the totem pole every, in every way, came to shepherds. And the angel said to them, unto you is born. Isn't that something? Shepherds, hey guys, you guys, you're the poorest, you're the least regarded, you're the smelliest. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The announcement was made. After the announcement was made, they, they, went, to the, they went to the manger to find him. The announcement, and the angels said, by the way, the angels did not sing. Hark the herald angels sing. Find that for me in scripture. Somebody look that up. No recorded scripture that angels sing, okay? The angels said, a lot more dramatic when it's the voice from heaven is coming in and boom, booming all over the... They said, here's where you find him. The announcement was made, and after the announcement comes the adoration. Bowing before, <laughs> they're looking at the, yes, this is great news. And after they, after they had the announcement, and after they saw the, the, the Son of God becoming man, the adoration around there, and then the acclamation happens where it says they came in haste and they went out and told everybody they saw, everybody they could think of, they went out and told them, we have seen the coming of God to earth. We turn the calendar forward about 33 years. And that beautiful scene in that manger in Bethlehem becomes a gruesome scene of torture on that cross on the hill. Same story. Is it your story? It's mine. You know, I look at that and it's beautiful, but the the thing about that is the story of the cross, that was my sin. He took my place. The cross. It's the beauty of of the cradle 
when really it's the blood of the cross. And because a tomb is empty, my life can be full. Because of the cross of the manger, I will have eternity with the master. On that night, the inn was full, right? But the tomb was empty. Christmas morning, whatever that means to you and your family, and I hope it's a wonderful, glorious time, especially of you people with children, just to soften. (laughs) But it is special. You know it is, and I'm not distracting from that. No matter what age your kids are, they all think they deserve something, so go ahead. Even if they're teenagers, you know, that's kind of iffy, right? Give them something anyway. But let me tell you something. Christmas morning. Christmas morning has no meaning without that great and glorious resurrection morning. There is no reason for celebration on Christmas morning without celebrating resurrection morning. Amen? It's the glory of the story. He is risen. He is not here. From the cradle in the hay to the cross on the hill, the glorious reality of his resurrection, the empty tomb. He lived. Jesus, he lived. He died. He lives. And he's coming again. Christmas. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he's living no matter what men may say. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me, talks with me, along life's narrow way. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, what? He lives where? He lives within my heart. Christmas. Christmas. You heard, I hope you were listening to the words of the song that I had Mitch play during the offertory. Google that, the Ball Brothers singing that great song. It's about the cross. That Jesus was sent to be born once so that we could be born again so you and I could have new life someday. It's about the cross. Okay? Not about you, not about me.
We celebrate Christmas because of the cross. We celebrate Christmas. And the reason the Christmas is such a wonderful and glorious and full experience is because the tomb is empty. Father, impart your word to our hearts and lives today. Amen.